Jacob. Hey, what's up? I got a question for you. Okay. What do a plus-size professor who goes to extreme lengths to change his appearance and a casino lounge singer who has to hide out as a nun in a convent have in common? Wow, I have no idea. What do they have in common? <laughs> well, let's find out, because this week I watched The Nutty Professor. And this week I watched Sister Act. And now it's time to make The, the movie, movie Connection. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Hi there. My name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister, Casey. And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast where, you know, in an effort to just broaden our individual movie horizons and to remain connected in general, we decided to connect over something that we both really enjoy. Movies. Movies. Hell so yeah. each week we assign each other movies to watch, usually that we haven't seen before. And then we sit down to watch them, and then we discuss them, and we review them, and we try to figure out, hey, is there any connective tissue between these two different movies? Anything at all. Anything. Any little thing. Like uh, the 90s, perhaps? Um. <laughs> that might be in my connections this week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Ah! Spoiler alert. No. <laughs> I mean, these are both very 90s movies in the best ways. Like A hundred percent. And I think Sister Act was earlier 90s. And yeah, you can definitely tell that. I was like, I was like, wait, this is borderline 80s. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's <laughs> a couple parts that feel almost 80s for sure. Anytime like a sax is involved in the soundtrack, you know, like during a montage. Like, totally. You know, you're like, ah. Uh, what, where, where are we at in time? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting some short circuit two vibes. I'm getting. Oh, like, hell yeah. <laughs> Like a, feel like a wine connoisseur. It's like mm, this movie gives me distinct uh, nope. <laughs> short circuit vibes with the <laughs> the hint of Rick Moranis uh, slapstick. Uh, no. Anywho, <laughs> two s super fun movies. Uh, mm -hmm. Both have well, I mean, we I don't want to make too many characters, but I'm just saying like both yeah have that 90s feel and yes. both are iconic for that reason. Like yes. If you're a millennial, this is your episode. Um, yes. <laughs> if you're a millennial, uh, you've likely seen these both yeah, many times. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I think the big thing is they just both go down so easy. I think they're both kind of at that hour and a half mark and it's just super easy to watch, super quick to watch. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, uh, yeah, it was really fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And that's something we haven't done in a while because I guess we just weren't feeling that was there but these would work as a double feature totally uh, but i definitely think i think yeah we've gone a few weeks without saying that and i think that says it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree i agree now wait a second now okay so moonstruck and no yeah it not doesn't so much. really work well, not really yeah yeah uh close it's really close like sleepless in seattle and moonstruck maybe could work um, maybe maybe um, but Moonstruck is just so fun. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, usually we try to do movies we haven't seen before, but this was definitely a rewatch for Casey. But it's been a while since you've seen Nutty Professor, right? 
at least 20 years, at least. Damn. Okay. Maybe like 25 years. I mean, I, I distinctly remember parts of it in my brain because I haven't watched this. Like it actually meshes with another movie that Eddie Murphy did when we were kids, which was a uh, Dr. Doolittle. Okay. He yeah. did that one too, right? Came out around the same time. Well, shortly after, like, yeah, Dr. Doolittle. So, yeah. yeah, my brain was like, when are we going to see the animals? And then I was like, oh, that isn't this. But it's confusing. There, it was confusing because like, it opened up to all of these animals. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I know what's happening. And then it yeah. was not that movie. Um, and then I remembered what I was watching. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, definitely been a long time. There was, like, a lot of... Like, I remember a lot of the family dinner stuff because as a child, like, farting was hilarious. <laughs> well, um, you know, they wanted to actually cut out that family dinner altogether. Really? Yeah, they thought it wasn't relevant to the plot or, or whatever. And, uh, yeah, they were going to cut that stuff out. And that ends up being, like, one of the best parts of the movie. Totally. <laughs> yeah, maybe not me as an adult, but me as a child, <laughs> like, truly got a lot of enjoyment. Sure, sure. But, uh, but yeah, and I mean, so much so that I mean, the sequel is called The Clumps. Like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what the sequel is about. So it's so funny that they were like, nah, cut out the family stuff. But yeah, so crazy. It. And it really showcases Eddie Murphy's talent, of course. Uh, yeah, he is wonderful. So what do you say we get into that movie since we're talking all around Let's it? Uh, do it. Tell, tell me a little something about the nutty professor. <clears throat> professor Sherman Klump is a big but brilliant man. <laughs> His research is on the brink of finding a way to restructure DNA. Sherman goes on a disastrous date with Carla Purdy, a uh, and a comedian mocks his size, which ultimately leads Klump to trying the serum on himself. He ends up transforming into an arrogant but slim guy who calls himself Buddy Love. Buddy is an alter ego of Sherman and ultimately tries to silence Sherman once and for all in the battle of the body. <laughs> the battle of the body, yes. That's what I like to call that scene. Before Osmosis Jones, before Inner Space. Wait, no, <laughs> Inner Space came first. But anyway, <laughs> the point being, and man, what a, what a bonkers scene. Like, again, 90s bonkers is here to play. Like... Like Eddie Murphy doing a one man show, beating the crap out of himself. I love a good beat the crap out I of yourself. I truly love it. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> truly. Because imagine filming that. That had to be the best. Like, it's like oh my all right, God. Eddie and go. Like, having to bounce in between those two roles. Like, <laughs> I don't know how anybody, like, got through filming with Eddie on this movie. <laughs> really? Fair enough. Jada Pickett is just, she's. She can handle those personalities. Like she can. Will Smith. Like Yeah, you know. she's married to one. Regardless, yeah. she was great. She looked she great. She was so good. Um, she's in this. It's great. Yeah, I guess this might be my earliest memory of her. Yeah, maybe. This was an early movie role for her for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, Eddie Murphy, who was a superstar, like I guess before this though. It's so weird because when people talk about Eddie Murphy, they talk about his early stuff being some of the best, like especially yeah. his stand up. Um, I've seen uh, 
week, which because there's two stand-ups that everybody goes to. There's Raw, and then there's the other one. Delirious. Delirious. Is that the be- better one? Yeah. Um, yeah, Delirious is the better one. That's the red suit and everything. Got, admittedly, a little harder to watch now, but still. Yeah, like, some stuff doesn't yeah. age well. <laughs> but he's at the, he's definitely, like, it's the personality. It's the, yeah, the, the unapologetic and just like yeah he was he had audiences in the palm of his hand like kind of filter like unfiltered too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know he like says stuff people are like maybe afraid to say yes and exactly. now it feels like especially in our culture now it feels like ah but back then it was even kind of a shock right right you know and people liked that they but in a relieving way how yeah comedy can be that way where it's just like oh finally somebody said it or like yeah it's out of the way totally and uh so yeah i really enjoyed that beverly hills cop and beverly hills cop 2 you know yes. um and but then yeah he did do some movies that were less successful and so he kind of got this reputation as being well i was being like there's movie careers and uh going anywhere now but then he did this movie it's like okay now we now we know what we're gonna we're back on track again get going forward and it was a shift though because it wasn't the eddie of uh, those previous eras you know sure um he did start doing more family friendly ish more um more over the top i'd say um, yeah totally yeah because uh, in 2000 he did shrek what year did shrek come out Oh, Shrek, yeah. Yep. Two, Mulan so, 2, yeah. which came out in 98. So that was another thing. He started doing voices a lot. And that, that's always a pleasure. Um, and he yeah, has he's said... Yeah, such a good voice actor. He has said that he'd be open to doing a donkey movie. And I think we're going to get that. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah. I did, And I'm just like... I haven't well, watched a, all the Shrek stuff that has come out. I won't lie. But I loved 1 and 2, like, a lot. Of course, who doesn't? But yeah, then it's diminishing returns. But Donkey was one of the best characters, and like I think it would be, I think it would be a huge success. Like yeah, it's it's gonna happen, especially with all of the reboots and you know, yeah, prequels and stuff like that. We'll get we'll get our the era Donkey that we're movie. in. Mm-hmm. That's the era that we're in. And Puss in Boots just wrapped his thing, so yeah, we'll get we'll get the Donkey movie. And I have a feeling it's going to just be called Donkey. <laughs> that is what they should call it, I yeah. I think. Yeah, because, yeah, come on. Will it be, I think they should do, like, his life before he meets Shrek. Maybe, maybe. Like, I mean, what, what happened to that donkey? How did he get to where he's at? I think that would have to be the approach, huh? Because you wouldn't be, because he's still... I'm not. I'm not sure actually, but I believe he's still with Shrek by the end of the series or whatever. And like, yeah, he's married to that dragon, and they have all those donkey dragon kids. <laughs> Cute. Like, nobody wants to watch those movies. <laughs> no, that's true. Because yeah, right. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, I think a prequel would be the way to go. Yep. And then yeah, you would totally end with him. Yeah, getting taken to the. Yes, totally. And you'll have a run in with Shrek because they always somehow do that where it's like, oh, they actually ran into each other kind of a little bit before, but they just didn't talk about it. It's like, whatever. <laughs> I know people hate it, but I kind of like it. I kind it depends. Uh-huh. It depends. Um, sometimes they retcon it to a too point. much. Yeah. 
Yeah. I agree. Um. All right. So yeah, Eddie, Eddie Murphy of it all. The yeah, the toilet humor, right? Like toilet humor here is here. Eh, what? Toilet humor <laughs> is here. <laughs> toilet humor is here. <laughs> toilet humor. Yeah, toilet humor is here. There we go. Um, yeah, almost like encroaching on an Adam Sandler way, but not quite. Not quite. But we're almost there yeah. with the farting. <laughs> so much almost. farting. Yeah, Jerry Lewis, was, who was the original Nutty Professor in that the Disney movie, um, he was supposed to make a cameo, but kind of backed out when he saw so many fart <laughs> jokes. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> Too much I for Jerry Lewis. That guy. <laughs> yeah. The Hey Lady guy. So annoying. Um, awesome. Well, what do you say we get some Q&A going here? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the big. Uh, question how has this movie aged is it insulting to the obese community you think um i bristled a little bit a few times there are some jokes where it's like oh like some of it just did not age right yeah especially because you know ultimately we see sherman like trying to accept himself and love himself but when Eddie Murphy's character, like played by takes Eddie Murphy over. without a fat suit, takes uh, over and is just like mocking fat people, that's when it feels really bad. Ah, uh, yeah, I see, I see. Oh, so okay. That's gotcha. when I feel pretty yucky about the whole thing. Right, right. So like at the dinner when he's yeah, pointing out the people, <laughs> God, the turkey that's, neck and like yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Body, but yeah, body shaming. See, that's what's not okay is the body shaming. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he's like stopping and and not just body shaming, but also like being a bit of a pervert too sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh. Um. Oh, misogynistic. Like, totally misogynistic, sexist. Yeah. And then body those. shaming people and yeah, like that her. part all felt kind of yucky and like. Yeah, just people like his character when he's, you know, then buddy love, like making fun of fat people. Yeah, yeah it all feels kind of gross. Right. Um, so those parts I don't think age very well because. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like so much outside of like mockery. You know. Mm-hmm. But, but the movie's ultimate message yeah, Sherman should accept himself and be confident. Because I think that really what Jada, Jada's character, um, Carla, yeah, likes about Buddy. Right? No, I think she likes that Buddy is confident, though. And that's the only thing that Sherman is missing to her. Right. You know. Totally. totally. Um. Sherman has a candy drawer at his classroom. Mm-hmm. What would be in your candy drawer? Oh, such a good question. <laughs> um, I love pretty much any kind of chocolate, truffle, um, <laughs> you put milk that chocolate. in your candy drawer? Jeez, what a bougie-ass candy drawer. Okay, we're going in with yes. truffles. Oh, my God. All right, yeah. what else? And um, maybe... Then I go the opposite direction, and I like a candy that people hate, which is Twizzlers. 
Yeah, me too. I'm with you. Yeah, people hate Twizzlers. They say that they always say that they taste like plastic, and I think it's the best tasting plastic. Um, I love having those in the movie. It's valid because the texture is very plasticky. It is the flavor, you know. Yeah, and I like the consistency of them too. And I'm kind of a texture phobe. Um, and then maybe something sour as well, because I do sour. like sour things. So I want a mix. I want something sour. I want super rich chocolate. There, and then yeah. I want Twizzlers for when I just want a snack. Yeah, I was hoping you'd consider, take those into consideration. Because, yeah, right. You do need, you need a, can, you need the candy profile, you know. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. Now, that being said, though, if I'm going to have a drawer that has snacks in it, like when I worked in an office and I had a drawer that had snacks, Almost all the snacks were salty. Nice. Oh, okay. I'm much yeah, yeah. more of a salty, savory snacker than I am a sweet snacker, uh, which is good because I'm pre-diabetic. Nice. So. So maybe, uh, yeah, like uh, I actually like paydays. That might be my candy that nobody likes. Ooh, ooh, I love <laughs> take fives. Ah, take fives are great. With the um, Reese's would, and the yeah pretzels. I love and... a good like sixlets. Like I would just mm. get a bucket of sixlets. <laughs> <laughs> Love those things. They're so simple, but so good. They are good. Kind of melts in your mouth. Yeah, I like them. Okay. Um, what did you think of? Yeah, Jada Pinkett's performance and character. I liked her performance a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought nice. she was adorable. Very charming. Um, yeah, and I guess again, it was one of those expectation things where it's like I remember for some reason thinking that she was whatever mean or cold or something i think what stood out maybe was the fact that she didn't uh stand up for sherman at the that was sad. comedy club but at the same time it's like i also get that where it's just like oh it's already uncomfortable it's like what can i really mm-hmm. say like if anything i did if anything they should have just gone up and left i don't know like, yeah and the next time when she goes there with buddy yeah she says like oh i hate this guy that's so see, clear yeah, that's that true. she but yeah, she didn't. When Sherman ran out, she should have gone out too, right, and right. gone. They should have left. Yeah, something like that. But fortunately, like it did seem like like she even says before they leave, like that guy was a jerk. Like she didn't. Um, I think yeah, this relationship does build quite nicely because it's yeah, all kind of there in the beginning. Um, totally. Definitely like Sherman and then yeah I think it is just a confidence thing like you said so yeah she was really great in this like mm-hmm. and she's just so pretty and uh, purdy um, she is purdy um yeah so it was just really good yeah. to see um, it was good to see and it's kind of different from a lot of the characters that she plays she plays a lot of badass bitches yeah um which Matrix. I love and she does a great job in that character but it's fun to see her play somebody so sweet and nice. Now there were some red flags with Sherman, honestly, like the fact, I think he shows up and even says like, yeah, I got your address from the uh, school database. I hope you don't mind. It's like, like fortunately she takes it really well, but you know, I guess like he asked, like, I'd be like, that's kind of weird, bro, but okay. Like I think, but also it's like, well, you're, I mean, you're Sherman, I guess. So, but at the same time, yeah, don't do that. Maybe. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Don't let that be the first move. Let's say, like, he's a you professor. Know, like, that. don't do that. 
See, yeah, right. And then there's also the uh, yep, the power dynamic. It's just yeah, got to be more conscious of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. This features a very young Dave Chappelle in a stand-up routine that gets pretty awkward. Yeah, it's horrible. Have you been to a stand-up show? Yes. And is there a stand-up comedian you'd like to see anymore or maybe ones that you've enjoyed in the past? Um, we have we used to go to stand-up a lot. Um, we went all the time when when we had a free comedy club in Portland. Um, you just had to buy two drinks and it didn't matter if they had alcohol in them or not. So mm-hmm. we would go and we would go with a bunch of friends and we would get two drinks and we would have like a three hour night out and it would be so much fun. Um, and it was, you know, very, very cheap. Um, yeah. Because the drinks were super cheap. We didn't mm-hmm. see any like super famous people there. Right, right. Um, that's, yeah, but that's it was fine. great. I can only remember one act that I didn't really care for. Okay. And and they were sort of making like racial jokes that I didn't like. Oh man. Um, but otherwise, I really liked all the people we saw there. Uh, we okay. have paid to go see some comedians as well. Some of the ones from like America's Got Talent that we really yeah. liked. Um, we saw one. I've got to pull his name up because uh, Taylor Williamson. Oh, cool, Terry. He didn't Terry. like win, but he was second place. Oh, and we got America's to see him when he. Yeah, and we saw him when he came into town, and he's just really funny, and his jokes are very relatable, which I always enjoy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he play—he's like a really awkward person, and he plays on that really well. So, and I love awkward people. I love awkward (laughs) moments. Like I revel in those situations, even though I also hate it. Um. So yeah, he's great. When we saw him, we were actually like right up front. Um, yeah. and that was the most interaction that I've ever had with a comedian. Uh oh. Not just him, but like his the two opening acts that he had, like they both also talked to me and Josh and brought us into their act a little bit. Uh oh. Um How nothing do you handle too bad. That? Okay, cool. I get so uncomfortable because I'm like not super shy, but I am shy when I feel like the spotlight is on me. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, one of the comedians, like, he was just so sweet, though. He, like, stopped his act to tell me that I was beautiful. It, like, Aww. wasn't even part of, like, the jokes or anything, so it was just really nice. That's nice. <laughs> it was very, very sweet. Yeah, yeah. but um, the Taylor Williamson guy, he brought Josh in because he asked the crowd if there were any Jews in the crowd and because he's Jewish, and he, like, asked that, and nobody really raised their hand. Josh like kind of half put up his hands and then him and Josh went back and forth and it was really funny. <laughs> nice. It was great. Good. Yeah, I I would like to see a stand up routine just to wash out the bad experience I had with the one that I remember because but it was more. Yeah, everything surrounding it. This was I was hanging out with a particular crowd where, you know, we like to smoke before you go to stand up seems like a good idea at the time i felt like there was something a little extra in what i was smoking Mm. which i was not prepared for and which was not okay and that you know kind of set you off made me yeah and kind of made me not want to hang out with those people anymore but and like because it was so weird like at the stand-up place like it just felt like uh yeah um either all attention was on me or yeah just was not feeling right so I couldn't yeah. fully appreciate it. Um, 
So I would love to I go to a totally hear that. Yeah. That would thing. be scary. Yeah. So weird. And already an uncomfortable situation. And like, yeah. Well, um, I'll take you to a, a stand up at some point. I'll go with you because we love going. Yeah. Heck um, yeah. And now that things are opening up again, maybe exactly. we could find a good one. Is Harvey still around? Because that's no. in the Portland area. That was the comedy club at the time. Not around anymore? Dang. They that's... shut down during COVID. There it um, is. Helium yeah. is still here, though. Helium. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Helium Comedy Club was good. Yeah. Probably Helium is really Harvey's. good. Yeah. Yeah. Harvey's was the one that we used to go to for free, which was great. Yeah. Roger. Fun. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, because I do enjoy stand up like there's stand up comedian like uh I would what well, yeah, Bo Burnham, uh, he uh, counts. <laughs> if Bo Burnham came anywhere Dude. near and was doing a live show, <laughs> yeah. I mean if he was in Vegas, if he was Washington, in Utah, California, if he was in Washington, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally any of the places, you bet your ass I would be on there buying a ticket as soon as it was up and I would be flying to wherever it was. Wherever, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it would be an expensive time, but it would be amazing. So where I don't it. know. I feel for him though. Like I don't know if he'll do live shows anymore because yeah. it set off his panic attacks. And I totally understand as somebody else who has anxiety, like I totally get like he yeah. shouldn't try to, you know, hopefully he doesn't trigger himself. Yeah, right. I think and he seems to yeah be more conscious of that stuff and not wanting to push it too far. So Yeah, he said like right before the pandemic started that he felt like he was ready to get back out there again. So part of me hopes that one day he will decide to do like a small there thing, you, yeah. you know. But again, I don't want him to do something that's going to mess with his mental health. So yeah, but maybe not a tour. Yeah. Yeah. A Twitch thing or I would yeah, love to see him, though. Absolutely. There's a new comedian that I really like called Matt Rife, and he's mm -hmm. been he's like kind of TikTok famous now. Uh huh. I've been following him for a while and he just announced a tour and he's coming to Portland and it's sold out for all of the nights he's here. So dang. Right. Kind of bummed about that. <laughs> I like the, uh, I also like the stand-up comedian who draws. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? Yes. I bet if I Google it right now, stand-up comedian who draws. Hold on. David White? Is that it? No. Oh, I'm on YouTube. It's like, what is happening? Uh, Dimitri Martin. There it is. Dimitri Martin. There it is. Um, I like him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have said Louis C.K., but, uh, yeah, he kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yikes. And, like, yeah, mm -hmm. and it's actually hard to watch a lot of his stand-up now. Uh, some of his stuff, it's okay, but yeah, some stuff does not hit the same way. <laughs> yeah. Monster. Um, perfect. So stand-up comedians. Let's see. Anybody else that I... Yeah. I know. I'm trying ones. to think, too. And then there's... Uh, I actually know and have seen a local comedian. I don't think she's uh, doing it as much anymore, but she likes to get up there. Melina Best. Um, mm. It's fun. She's nice and deadpan, which I like. I like that too. Oh, Tina Fey and um, Amy Poehler are going to be doing a tour together. So a comedy act together 
Yeah. What? Which would be really cool because they're hilarious. That would together. be great. They are very funny. Um, kind of like when Martin Short and Steve Martin did their thing. It was yes, so I loved that. Let's see. All right, Eddie Murphy plays so many parts in this. Did you yes. have a favorite? I'm like fond of the mom. Right? I know. I'm like, so fond of her, and I can't really <laughs> tell you why. I just am. Her scene with, uh, yeah, with Sherman, which it's so weird because it's like, okay, wait, he's doing the scene with himself or like, you know, he's he's interacting with an extra, like a stand-in playing Sherman. Yep. It's so weird, but he acts so, so weird, but he does well so good. Him. He does so good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, I really love that scene. Um, But yeah, so the mom, right? Yeah, that's great. The mom, um, yep. Um, so, oh, and then, uh, yeah, I think this is first time we've had Eddie Murphy on the show, really. So do you have a favorite Eddie Murphy movie or Eddie Murphy role? Um, would it be this one? Would it be, would it be Donkey? I mean, that's pretty freaking iconic and it, <laughs> it might be Donkey, honestly. Might be Donkey. Wow. Which, but also I love Mushu and I love Mulan. Ah, I'm a yep. Mulan lover. So funny. It, but one of his animated characters, because he just did I bring think, such personality to those characters. I think one of his animated ones. Yeah. I'm looking at his, you know, list of movies. And I like a lot of his yeah. real life ones, too. Of course. I haven't seen, like, Mr. Church, which I know a lot of people loved. Oh, mm-hmm. doesn't have great reviews, actually. And then um, I like Dolomite is my name. What's it called? Dolomite. Oh, Dolomite. That's right. That was good shit. So good. I loved that. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually about, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm about to watch a movie with him and Jonah Hill in it. Oh. It's weird. new. It just came out on Netflix. It's called You People. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going to watch that soon. Give it a shot. I'm going to. We'll see. See. Um. Okay, pick a movie that could be better if the lead just played all the main roles, like <laughs> all uh, Eddie Murphy. That's so hard. Yeah, I thought it'd be fun though, because like, yeah, there's some actors out there where it's just like, some movies are just like, you know, what, why don't you just play all the parts? It's like Benedict Camp Cumberbatch. It's like, you know, what, just just play all the parts. Just I don't play care. all the parts. So like, he plays a uh, Smaug in um, the Hobbit movies. He sure and does. I'm almost of the opinion, like, especially seeing him doing the mocap stuff. It's like, you should have just had him play all the parts. Like, he could have played the yeah, Hobbits. He could have played the Dwarves. So good. <laughs> so good. Dude, I would love to see a one-man show, because ver- they love to do um, a one-man one man show versions of A Christmas Carol all the time. Imagine yes. a one-man show version of A Christmas Carol with Benedict Cumberbatch playing all the parts. That would be so good. He's so good. Damn it. I, I, damn it. Now I need that. <laughs> now you want it. Yeah. Cause he would actually be a good Scrooge and everything. Like he, yeah, he could do it as he gets older, especially. My first like thought when you brought it up was Jim Carrey. Of course. And I think it's cause yeah, they're on the same level of acting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought of the mask, which I think could ah, be interesting fun. and fun. <laughs> And then, right. for some reason, I thought of Tom Hanks. 
Oh my God. Okay. Oh, because he kind of has done this with the Polar Express where he played it. And that's what I, and then I thought about that. I was like, oh, well, Uh, maybe I thought of him because he's already sort of done it. Mm. Um, Yep. Yep. All right. Seattle would be super hilarious, though, (laughs) if he was all of the parts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I thought of Daniel Radcliffe playing and then putting himself in drag to be like McGonagall and Hermione. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) He could so do it. Like, yeah, he could do it. That's the thing. And it would be amazing. (laughs) I would love to see Daniel Radcliffe do a, that kind of movie where it's like, he just, you know, there are those movies where it's like, Oh, it's yeah. Daniel Radcliffe and Daniel Radcliffe and Daniel Radcliffe, you know? um, Yeah. Really fun. Like uh, Michael Keaton did this movie back in the day called Multiplicity, and uh, he played like clone versions of himself and everything. And um, so it'd be fun to have Daniel Radcliffe maybe do that. That'd be cool. Yes. <laughs> clones and clones of himself. Exactly. I like it. All right. Now it's time for our favorite questions. Favorites. All right, Casey. So favorite performance. Um, It does go to Eddie Murphy. Go, go figure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can you not choose an Eddie Murphy character? He has a really huge range in this. And Very it's so much. fun to see a comedy with a lot of range. Yeah. Um, Not something that you always get to see. So that was super fun. And my honorary goes to Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, for sure. Because she is great and so cute. Uh, laughed if you were <laughs> Favorite performance, Eddie Murphy and honorary. Um. You know, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Isn't it funny that they were actually considering superimposing his face on that kid? Like, oh, my God. (laughs) Kind of glad they didn't. Like, (laughs) thank God. Because can you imagine the 90s tech there? Exactly. That wouldn't have aged well. Wouldn't have gone well. Yeah. Favorite scene. So so Um, many iconic ones, you know. Yeah, we sort of touched on it earlier a little bit. Oh. I love the takeover scene when Sherman is fighting for his own body. <laughs> punching and, like, himself. Eddie or... Murphy is, fi- yeah, fighting himself, punching himself. Like, I don't know how they got through filming that. Hilarious. So good. Uh, and honestly, again, yeah, 90s tech uh, for a period of time was kind of there. Because the, yeah, it, this, uh, yeah, this. Special effects ages pretty well, right? Yeah. And especially considering they had to match it to, I mean, there's outstanding makeup effects going on too. But then Absolutely. They, but then they make it seamless with the computer stuff. Really, uh, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, and then favorite line of dialogue. <laughs> um. When Sherman, when Mama Clump, Sherman's mom says, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's in like AFI's top 100 quotes of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like that moment, of course, is one that I knew. Like that's a moment that sticks in your brain. History was made. Like right. who, who doesn't know that? Even if you don't know, you know, like that's when you know, like, yeah. 100%. Culturally significant thing. It's like. It's like, you know what that's from? It's like, no. Like, like ah. <laughs> so right. interesting. Good stuff. 
All right, out of five stars, how many stars do you give The Nutty Professor? I'm going to give it a solid three. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's it's pretty good. Some things haven't aged well. Hearts in the right place. Yeah. Yep. Some exactly. some laugh out loud moments. Maybe maybe too many fart jokes, right? Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh wait. I okay. Last minute question. Favorite fart joke? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nope. Not not when he's a uh, giant and he farts. <laughs> and. It, <laughs> I, I think it's that one because then grandma is like hanging on to a, a lamppost and like. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Line at a 90 degree angle. OK. And uh, would you rewatch or recommend The Nutty Professor? Um, yes. And yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I probably would recommend it, but it would depend on who I was talking to. Yeah. Maybe give it a shot. And then yeah. uh, do you read now? Do you reboot this? It's going to be interesting. No. I don't think, yeah, the subject matter works You now. would have to lean so much heavier into the life lesson of it all. Yeah. And the mental health. Like, there would be, like, a, it would be a really different movie. If yeah. you tried to read. Because if you remade it exactly, it would feel really insensitive. Because he's, all, like, they... Even at its heart, it's like treating this as like, oh, we need the cure against obesity. Like at the end of the day, it is saying it's like, well, wouldn't it be great if there weren't any more people? It's like, or or we could just accept that, you know, people. It's kind of it's kind of the same like with rom-coms, you know, now they don't really have that big makeover scene where the girl was a nerd and now she's super hot. Like, they don't really, that was a huge thing they did in the 80s and 90s, but they don't really do that at all anymore. Yes, yes. Um, And it's kind of a similar thing, right? Like, you wouldn't want to redo that necessarily. They started phasing it out in the 90s with the the montage, the thumbs up, thumbs down montage. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But we were still being like, no, but, you you know, you're finding yourself. It's good. Yeah, well. Yeah, it's like now they'll still do like a good shopping scene where it's like, I came into all this money and I'm going to go buy a bunch of (laughs) stuff. But they're not really trying to change like their outer appearance, you know. For sure. Um, Honestly, like Sherman's dad was kind of onto something when he's like, it's like, yeah, people need to be all shapes and sizes, big, small, medium, you know. Yep. And so, yeah, he was kind of onto something there. Such a poetic man. (laughs) (laughs) and then he farts yeah and he's a Um, farter so yeah i think yeah yeah you're right well with one movie down let's move on to the next shall we let me tell you let me tell you about sister act all right dolores played by whoopi goldberg is a lounge singer who also happens to be the mistress of a gangster, Vince LaRocca, played by Harvey Keitel. When Dolores realizes Vince is never going to fully commit to their relationship, she decides to break things off. But -hmm. then Dolores finds herself as witness to a brutal murder, and Vince and his goons decide to take no chances. Dolores manages to escape and seeks the aid of Detective Eddie Souther, 
who decides to place Dolores in witness protection long enough for the police to gather incriminating evidence to put LaRocco away for good. Dolores is understandably scared and skeptical, but Eddie assures her the place they have in mind for her cover is a place the likes of Vince LaRocca would never expect to find Dolores. A Catholic nun convent at St. Catherine's. (laughs) (laughs) The strict and strident ways of St. Catherine's Reverend Mother, played by Maggie Smith in the house. Yeah, buddy. Of, uh, shit, what's the show? Uh, That stuffy British show that you love. What is it? It's, um, why can't I think of it now? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is wrong with me? It's, um. What is it? (laughs) Holy crap. What the fuck is it called? It's a place. Uh Uh-huh. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Thank God. Me, the guy who doesn't even watch it. (laughs) Uh, Downton Abbey and also Harry Potter. Hello. Oh, of course, but and also uh, the secret garden where she scared the shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's probably where I fell in love with her. I loved that movie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the strict and striking ways of St. Catherine's Reverend Mother, played by Maggie Smith, threatened to cramp Dolores's more expressive and uh, more hedonistic lifestyle. But eventually they find a great place in the convent. Uh, ah. In the comment, to keep Dolores, or Sister Mary Clarence, occupied and entertained. The place her, they place her in charge of the convent's choir, which is assembled with some high-spirited, yet musically disinclined nuns, including the young apprentice Sister Mary Robert and the always cheerful Sister Mary Patrick, played by Catherine Najimi of Hocus Pocus fame, and uh, the Scream Team. Um, <laughs> after, <laughs> after some some shaky rehearsals, Dolores and the choir astound the convent with stand with some up-tempo, reorganized selections for their performances. Reverend Mother is opposed at first, but can't deny the draw this music has for the public. Unfortunately, Dolores does too good, and the publicity around St. Catherine's draws the attention of Vince and his goons. Mm-hmm. Can Eddie and the cops convict Vince in time before they get to Dolores? Can they? Well, they do, just so you know. Like, yeah, there you go. Spoiler alert. There's a sequel, you idiots. No. (laughs) There there sure is. And the sequel has not really a lot to do with this one. Oh, really? That is so funny. Because I was like, I mean, I guess you could make a sequel, but why? Like, Yeah, they really just wanted to get back together. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, she goes to a school Mm -hmm. and redresses up as a nun because it's a Catholic school. To get the kids excited about learning and music. Uh, it's still yeah, great. See, they always take... The, it's so weird. These these awesome comedies, they always take them... They did this thing where it's like, okay, but make it more family-friendly. It's like, what, were you watching the movie? Like, <laughs> Right. Right. And, not, and now Sister Act isn't, like, you know, unfamily-friendly, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, we got gangsters. We got freaking like I love that like one of the biggest hurdles for her to get over is the fact that it's like, hold on, no sex, man. Are you fucking serious over here? Like, come on. Well, we it's, know that she's it's like the 90s. <laughs> and she's having an affair with a married guy. Like she's yeah, very right. sexually active. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a bummer for her. Yeah. And I love I just loved it. That was always the biggest because that yeah, like, yeah, that 
you can accept a lot of things, but look, man, you can't get in the way of love. Like of love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Men's, but you know, men have to give yeah. up a lot of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No indulgence. Yeah. The sin. Sad. No gambling. But, but I mean, you know, for some, I guess it's fine. But you know, just personally, it's my hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. Like, I'm just like, how did they even come up with this movie? It's so crazy, right? I'll tell you. <laughs> I read a bit. There oh, was what? a lot. Oh, I oh, I don't have a real answer, but well, I did see that Bette Midler was originally considered, which I yes. see that that's a pretty good idea. Um, but no, it's so funny. Like again, it's kind of a '90s '80s thing too, where it's just like, okay, we have Whoopi Goldberg, who we love, and she's hilarious. We need something to create a movie plot. It's like, wouldn't it be funny if she was in a nun habit? That would be hilarious. And frankly, nun habits are hilarious. So where can we put nuns that would what be funny? What can we do with like, this? What can we do with this? <laughs> because there's so much of, like, it's, like, I realized that watching. I was just like, the nun outfit is just kind of goofy. Like, you know, just just it objectively. Is. not not it is. Nuns are goofy. Just, you know, outfit's kind of goofy, you know. Outfit's um, a little goofy. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so yeah, I found myself, like, seeing that yeah i think the movie was just thinking wouldn't it be funny okay nuns but in a casino funny right it's like yeah that's weird that would well, be it funny. is funny <laughs> it is funny yeah nuns it totally works. in a bar it's like oh yeah <laughs> yeah and basically nuns anywhere but a convent is hilarious back like nine years ago for for halloween my sister and i worked at the same place and we dressed up as nuns um because we were sisters yes right and so that was the whole joke of the thing which people in the office understood but like when i was writing the public transportation of work a lot of people looked at me (laughs) um yeah it is fun to wear a nun outfit i'm not gonna lie to you it's also a crime it's what oh what it is i don't know they sell the cost. They sell the outfits oh, at a Halloween store. Yeah, no, you know? that can't be right. Yeah, never mind. But like, maybe like actually impersonating one, like what Whoopi goes through in this movie, maybe is yeah. illegal. Like maybe they maybe. wouldn't. Obviously, they would never. Well, apparently, witness pro- protection wouldn't do that because, like, with certain groups like nunneries, like uh, what else? Like I think journalists or something like that. They're like. Groups that are already vulnerable, we wouldn't, yeah, put people in. Which makes total area. sense, right? Yeah, it's not a very high security place. Yeah, it's funny. I actually haven't seen a nun out in public in a long time. Me neither. Yeah. We saw Maybe. them everywhere in Europe. Yeah. But there's a lot more Catholicism in Europe. Big time. Yeah, I haven't seen a nun in a long time either. I mean, hmm. I know they're around. Um. <laughs> they exist. <laughs> they exist. Yes, yes. Um. Yeah, I think it's yeah. fun. And, you know, this movie, like, after they decided, because Bette Midler ended up passing because she felt like it wasn't going to fit with the people who liked her movies. 
Sure. And now right. she regret she actually regrets passing it, you know, but yeah, she also it thinks that it's ma- it was like made for Whoopi and it totally yeah, feels Whoopi's like it is. Yeah, it is sure. Whoopi's movie and who knows if it would have been like a successful, you know, it could it was like a whole different thing. Right. So then Whoopi comes in and and she's enjoying it, but she doesn't like the script, so she hires Carrie Fisher to rewrite. Yes, that's right. That makes sense, yeah. Which feels you can feel her. Yeah. Like she's not in it, but you can feel her. Um, <laughs> and yeah. that was like, you know, Whoopi was like pushing boundaries. I love and it. And she Carrie, said, yeah, go on. Uh, she said that, you know, they were like working everybody hard and they were like not something about like the pay discriminant or something. And they weren't giving the people who were working as the nuns days off. And so she said she got sick. For a few days, and everybody got like three days off. Oh, okay. Which I love. Yeah, I know Carrie Fisher. Yeah, she knew how to stick it to those execs. Uh huh. She didn't take their bullshit. Mm mm. Good thing too. Hell yeah. Uh, and that was also another cool part of this is it gave a lot of you know quote unquote older you know actors some cool opportunities. You got to be in a fucking Whoopi Goldberg movie. Hell yeah. And pretty successful, I might add, which, but again, but yeah, fucking, I, well, hopefully they saw some of the money. I don't know. Any yeah. sexism in America, people, it sucks. We need to stop yes, it. it does. Stop it already. Because, yeah, yes, now okay. I'm like, it's like, oh, it was successful. It's like, oh, I hope for everybody. <laughs> I hope so, too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was also a cool part because you have like the voice of one of the gargoyles in Hunchback of Notre Dame over here, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I totally recognize. It took me a little bit. I was like, I know that voice. Like, Isn't oh that God. fun? I love it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. And then the the uh, the reverend, actually, it took me a while, but I figured him out. He but it, uh, me and my obscure references it's like I know him as the Sultan in the episode of fairy tale theater that is about Aladdin and it was directed <laughs> by Tim Burton. There you go. Wow. That's what I recognize him from. <laughs> I love it when that happens. <laughs> like how fucking obscure is that? The guy in that thing that nobody fucking remembers. <laughs> My brain kind of works like that too, though. Yeah. Like yeah. I always know extras and stuff from old nineties shows. Right. right. And I'll look over at Josh and I'll be like, who is that person? I know that person. And he'll be like, I have no idea. And it'll take me forever. And then I'll figure it out. And then I'm like, wow, no wonder you didn't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was the bus boy. And yeah, forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Well, should we jump into some Q&A? Let's do it. This is Ready. a real comfort movie for me. I used to watch it. All the time as a kid. Really? That's crazy. I think like, it was the nun part of it that turned me off. I was like, yeah, it's going to be like and all singing, which you didn't always love, like musical type yeah. things when you were younger. Whoopi does such a good job singing, too, by the way. I It took me like I almost thought I was like, is that a singing voice or is that Whoopi? I mean, it could go either way. But yeah, it does it make is. you question it. It is her. Yeah, she said 100%. she felt like she was training for the Olympics. um because she's she doesn't sing you know very much so yeah she said that she like was training with a vocal specialist and 
doing all the things, which I think is really cool. That's sick. Cause yeah, she did a yeah, she did a good job. Totally. Awesome. Well, um, speaking of Whoopi, do you have a favorite Whoopi Goldberg movie? Whoopi Goldberg movie. So it might be this one because this was really great. And honestly, I think I need to do a little deep dive into the Whoopi Goldberg filmography because she did. She had like a lot of movies going on for a while. It's crazy. Um, and I haven't seen enough of them. So, yeah, I think I'm going to fix that. Like because I'm actually interested to see this movie called The Associate um, where she plays. Uh, uh, she um, she inherits the I think she coaches or owns a basketball team. Um, regardless, she's like an executive type. And so I would love to see that again. It's like this formula of like, wouldn't it be funny to see Whoopi be an executive or this mm-hmm. or that? Um, I want to check out Jumpin' Jack Flash just because I hear that's good. And I actually don't really know what it's about. So that might be good. Um, yeah. And then I've been wanting to get this for a while for Christmas time, but she was actually in this Christmas movie. I remember liking called Call Me Claws. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, um, so there's a few I want to check out. But as of now, for the ones that I know of, um, it would either be this one or, God, she's so good in Ghost. But I, I would also point out, people, you got to check out Theodore Rex. Bonkers movie. It's a how did this get made movie, if that tells you anything. I love it. But she's pretty great in it. Like, it's a, yeah, you know the movie Dinosaurs? Uh, yes. Not the movie, but the the show dinosaurs where they were like Muppet, big full figure dinosaur costumes. Mm-hmm. So it's that with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> like Whoopi Hell Goldberg's yeah. playing Whoopi, and then there's a bunch of dinosaurs running around. Um, I really need to watch. I'm looking at her movie catalog. Yeah. I need to watch A Night in Camelot. I have seen that. I okay, is it so bizarre? Big, vaguely remember it and yeah it's not so because she gets sent I can't back in wait time and yeah I want to check that out too I'm right there with you yeah yeah that looks excellent to me what's it called it's a night in Camelot yes okay yeah I definitely because yeah that was a, again like wouldn't it be funny if Whoopi was back in medieval times like <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and it, it looks like it looks like the cover of it looks like every renaissance festival I've ever been to so I'm just like desperate I love Renaissance movies from the 90s because they feel like Renaissance festivals. Yeah, right, right. Like yes, nowadays the 90s, they make yes, them right. so like detailed. You feel like you're actually transported back in time. Yeah, yeah, but in the 90s they were like, wouldn't it be fun if we just did this like a play? Because <laughs> it's all about like, yeah, you know, you're watching a 90s medieval. It's the hair. It's like, oh, that's very the hair, modern the hair. The costumes are all the like, crushed velvet. They're all like you can see hand sewn together. Like it looks like, yeah, how people dress for the run festivals. It's so fun. Yep, big time. Um, I, my favorite my Whoopi favorite performance though is The Color Purple, which if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend. It's excellent movie. It is like sad, but it's so good. Yeah. Really, really good. That's more of a dramatic role for her too. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah it's about. <laughs> Yeah. Being a slave, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but it's really freaking really good. Right. So I highly recommend nice. that one if you haven't checked it out, because it's mm-hmm. definitely a moving movie. Um, but I'm gonna watch a night in Camelot. <laughs> so the scene I remember is like she gets in a suit of armor 
and she's like at one point she's like i need to go to the bathroom and it's like it's like well just go like every other night it's like what do you mean it's like you know in in the suit and she's like i'm not gonna do that and then they like pour cold water on her or something and make her pee and then she's like oh yeah that that feels good <laughs> that's great that's that is what great. i remember from that movie <laughs> i am excited all right. I'm like looking at the pictures. It looks so good. Um, awesome. Uh, did you have a favorite song from the movie? They don't do a ton, honestly, but I liked the the rendition of what is the song called Mom or Hail Holy Queen. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually dug that. But I did like when they did like, was it a medley of different songs? I think I don't think it was just one, but they did like kind of a. In the beginning. No, later on. Hmm. Because it's. Like they took my guy my and they turned it into my yeah. god. But then I feel like they inserted other songs in there too. Hmm. But yeah. Anyway, regardless, the first one. Awesome. Um, so if you were in mortal danger and they had to put you somewhere where nobody would find you, where would you go? But I would also have to blend in. It's like, yes, it's a fine line. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Well, I definitely would blend in, but I would not like it. And you better not look for me there, but I don't know. Trailer park somewhere like redneck, like, yeah. I don't Something really like think that. you would blend in there, though. I don't. I look white trash. Like I'm scrawny. Like you know. Yeah. yeah I look. I look the part. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Yeah, and they just throw a. Yeah. White shirt on me. Dirty it up a little bit. <laughs> trucker cap. Shitty grown out facial hair. I'd blend in. <laughs> You'd find a way. Okay. That. Or <laughs> yeah, think of a more um fun place to go. <laughs> the army. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You'd never think to it's like, where's Jacob? It's like, oh, he's gotta be in the army. Jacob? Jacob. Jacob? No. <laughs> yeah, I would not think to look there. Yeah, army, airport, like anything. Yeah, military. Yeah, you're not looking for me there. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Um, did you have a favorite, if this messes with your favorite performance, that's okay. Did you have a favorite nun, sister nun? Oh, um, God, yeah, there were some really fun ones. We had some really fun characters in there. I love Catherine Najimy. But, yeah, but I also love Maggie Smith, so Uh, that's... that's I love Maggie Smith. Um, It's such a fun, like, role that she gets to play in this, too. She always does this role really well. Like she does. Where it's like normally you would hate this character, but somehow she does make the character likable. Right. Um, somehow you feel she pulls at your heartstrings. Yeah. Or that it's like you know what she's got a point. I don't like her stifling the creativity, but I see where she's coming from. But also, yeah, she's not a hundred percent right. So yeah. Yeah. But Catherine Najimy is just always a breath of fresh air. She is lovely. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of people like reading about this now that have watched this movie, when you're looking for symbolism, sometimes it can be easy to find. And some people think that this is actually like a love story between Sister Mary Robert. Oh, and, and uh, Mary Clarence or, or Dolores. And Dolores. Yeah, I could see that. I don't mind it. Like, you know, I kind of like it. They say that it's maybe not reciprocated, but like they think that Sister Mary Roberts is like uh, repressing her sexuality and she only opens up a little bit with Dolores. That's cool. You know, I don't think, you know, especially with the being in a 90s movie, I don't think that was the intention. Not the intention. Of course not. Like, that. yeah, of course not. But. It's awesome that, yeah, you could totally read it that way. And yeah. Kind of fun to watch it with those eyes. Doesn't hurt the movie whatsoever. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, again, it's one of those things where, yeah, people get so bent out of shape over some of these readings. It's like, it doesn't really hurt the movie. It just enriches it, if anything. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Time for our favorite questions. All right. Favorites. A favorite performance. Whoopee! Of course, <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg is killing it, it's bringing the energy and singing to boot. And then honorary is, of course, Maggie Smith, because, yeah, I thought she did really good. And I thought I was going to hate her a lot more, but she actually comes around in the end nicely. Yeah. Yeah, she's lovely. Awesome. Uh, favorite scene? Hmm. Um, Sort of associated with the favorite song. But, yeah, first time the choir performs the the adapted version of Hail Holy Queen. Like, I actually watched the clip of that a couple of times before we rolled just to get pumped. Hell yeah. It's really good, and it's really well filmed as well. And they picked great moments to capture uh, Whoopi's, like, joy and everybody else's joy. Everybody's having a good time. We're showcasing some of these older actors, like I mentioned. Um, yes. It's kind of weird that the actress playing Mary Robert is not the one belting out the singing. Uh, Isn't it crazy? disappointed. But it's fine. I know. It is a bummer. <laughs> um, because at the end of the day, the filmmakers did need A, a good actor to play Mary Robert, and B, really good singing voice. Not always easy to find both, but whatever. Yeah. I think they should have tried. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, really well filmed. And I liked, yeah, Whoopi getting down to like shaking her booty, like doing spins. So like, cute. I, I, like the, I like the way she conducts. <laughs> Me too. I love watching them sing for the Pope. It's so fun. <laughs> Which, um, uh, yeah, that was funny. And they couldn't get the Pope. Dang it. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> Not a shocker. Um, awesome. Favorite quote. Let's see. I don't know why. I just got a kick out of it. Uh, I'm going to the little nun's room, nosy. <laughs> it is a funny one. <laughs> Like, where are you going? It's like, I'm going to the little nun's room, nosy. Jesus. Like, Yep. Oh, Jesus. Totally yeah. with the whoopee delivery and everything there. Yeah. She is so good. Yeah. She is, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Like, this is going to be fun. Because, yeah, I'm so excited. There are few actors where it's like I have blind spots, you know? And, yeah, whoopee, yeah. there's a pretty big blind spot going on here. But Absolutely. I mean, but she was cooking. Like, there were 80s and 90s movies were just... You know, cranking out the, yeah, the Whoopi Goldberg stuff, so. Hell yeah. Excited to check that out, but anywho. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, what would you rate it out of five stars? 
I'm going to give it a solid three and a half. You know, it's uh, it's mm-hmm. a little ridiculous. It definitely it does lean into the Disney territory sometimes where it's like, wait a second. Um, but it also is not annoying in that way because I can easily just kind of let it roll off. We're just like, ah, we're having fun. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Like now I don't think they would make a movie like this for kids. No. Like yeah. Disney, I mean, um, yeah, right. you know, like she's having an affair with a married guy. She is playing in Vegas. There's lots of gambling and yeah, right, gangsters and stuff. And it's like crazy. Yeah. And absolutely. I love it. <laughs> and same like with the Nutty Professor. When I was watching it, I was like, I really remember yeah. watching this as a kid, but it's not a super kid appropriate. Not really. Yeah. Movie. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do have that in common. There's a connection for you, There's folks. There's a connection. There it is. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, would you rewatch and recommend? Of course. And especially, it's just such an easy watch. Like, I almost want it to be... I. Can you turn it into a holiday movie somehow? It's like, if only uh, they would have had Christmas, you know? Dang it. Christmas like, mass. Yeah. Yeah. That's something yeah. I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah, would definitely recommend it though, of course. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. And would you reboot it? It's weird because it's also like you kinda can't really do this. Uh and mm-hmm. it, well, the biggest hurdle actually is the fact that you're like it's the Catholic Church. You know, right. Guilty of some shady shit. Maybe let's not make a movie about them. That's sure. That's like that's like fun and woohoo! Aren't we? Yay! Like mm. at least this is like the nun side of Catholicism. True. Very which I true. feel like is way less bad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than yeah. like the father side. You know, we very oh, yeah. rarely see him. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. But I don't know. I think it would be really hard to do, but it could be fun to, yeah, do this situation where it's like it's an easy formula where it's like, yeah, witness protection. And then you put them in a crazy place. But also, I don't know. It's also we're really sensitive now. It That premise is almost in itself kind of saying it's like, oh, so you want to make fun of you know, you're, you're yeah, you're poking fun at this institution because it is. Yeah, kind of. Right. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think both of these movies kind of. Yeah, they read that line. Maybe be re, yeah, rebooted for that reason. Although yeah. I think that they are officially doing Sister Act 3. Okay. Well, hey, I'm I'm here for it. Like, it could be interesting. Because I think Sister Act was also turned into a stage musical. It sure was. Crazy. It sure um, is. Like, actually, I could see stage. that. Um Easily, that could easily be adapted to a Broadway musical. Um, and I feel like it would be so fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And apparently, Whoopi came back and she actually played the Reverend Mother and shit. Like that's really cool. I love when it they is do so that. cool. Yeah, I love when they do stuff like that. They did a twenty-year reunion for this at like one of the panels, you know, and the gangster boyfriend, bad Harvey guy Bedell. of this. Yes, he showed up and he actually made Whoopi a jacket with her name sewn into it. Oh my God. That's Isn't some classy that shit. So and normally sweet? that guy that guy might be all right. I don't know. I'll have to look into it more. But 
Yeah, that's awesome. Because, yeah, I know him from Martin Scorsese movies. Like, yeah, sure. I like that guy. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah I, like, loved classy. that story. I thought that was so sweet. Good shit. Awesome. Uh, 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 uh. We did it. All right. Two movies down, and now it's time to make the c- 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 connections. Yeah, buddy. Chess pawns, clock, matches, all physical objects, man-made. Small in size, light in weight. That's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life. All right, Casey, lay it on me. What do you got? All right. Uh, we have two very prominent black stars. Yep, absolutely. Can't deny that. Throw that These in there. Were, they are outstanding black comedians. I have that right yes. here as well. Yep. Because you can't deny it. They were peak at the power and just, yeah, awesome. Yes. Okay. So both feature iconic, excuse me, iconic costumes associated with the lead actors love that whether it be sherman clump costume because that is a costume you know it it being, and i hate to use this i hopefully they have a better term for it but fat suit um i think they then, still call it that they do yeah okay um and then whoopies none have it right yeah awesome uh both of these were made in the 90s yep bingo um, both leads have different names slash personas because it's Sherman Clump and Buddy Love and it's um, Dolores, crap, I forget the last name, and then um, uh, Sister Mary um, Clarence, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, both involve kind of having to learn to, like, love yourself in different parts of yourself. Yeah, definitely. And and it's funny, like, uh, Whoopi kind of imparts it on the the others, Whereas it's, yeah, more about kind of Sherman finding it. So that's... Yeah, totally. That's uh, both are about not jumping to conclusions based on someone's appearance. Yep, I had that as well. Reverend Mother pops in, sees, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, black lounge singer. Absolutely not. And it's like, hey, she actually went to Catholic school, you know, and everything. And actually, that's based on fact. Like, Whoopi Goldberg did go to Catholic school. So Wow. I did not realize. They also changed the setting of the movie to match where Whoopi Goldberg got her start in life. Yeah. Um, see. Which I thought was cool. Very cool. Uh, both involve, yeah, uh, outshining others' expectations, kind of the same thing. Right. Um, and then both involve the main character needing to, like, remove themselves out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, there's your connections. There they are. And uh, so the show can continue. Yeah, buddy. Um, perfect. And now it is time for, oh, uh, for some movie matchmaking. Uh-huh. So if you enjoyed either one of these movies and, you know, want to see movies similar to them, well, we got those for you right here. Yeah. Casey, go ahead. All right. Um, I've got Flubber. If you enjoyed The Nutty Professor. Oh, yeah. Sorry. If you enjoyed The Nutty Professor, you might enjoy Flubber. Flubber. Nice. I can see that. And it's so funny because that's based on The Nutty Professor also. Yes. 
That is true. Um, Mask with Jim Carrey. Oh, The Mask. Yes. All right. Yep. See it. And Liar Liar with Jim Carrey. (laughs) They have a similar energy. They do. They have a similar energy. Um, If you enjoyed Sister Act, you might enjoy Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Yes. Witness, which was a 1985 movie starring Harrison Ford, where he plays an Amish guy. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where he's a cop that goes undercover in an Amish community. What? (laughs) What? How have I not seen this? I don't know. I can't believe you haven't seen it. (laughs) Bro, is it good? I mean, I don't Uh, even care. Yeah. I don't even care. Check it out. (laughs) And then The Associate, which is a Whoopi Goldberg movie that I mentioned earlier that I haven't seen, but will be seen soon. Hell yeah. All right. There's your movie matches. And now time has come for recommendations. I'm so excited to recommend my thing. Okay. Well, why don't you start? Okay. I am recommending a movie that I've wanted to watch and I didn't watch because I wasn't sure about it. And now I did. And you know what? I'm glad I did. It is called... The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage, and Nicolas Cage, and Pedro Pascal. Um, The Mandalorian. Yes, among everything else. He's lovely. He's really hitting his stride right now. Everybody Mm. is obsessed with him, and I love it. I'm here for it. Um, I went into this movie knowing it would be ridiculous, which it was. Um, I loved it. (laughs) <laughs> Turns out, for somebody who loves Nicolas Cage, there is not a thing as, like, too much Nicolas Cage. There were, like, two scenes where I was sort of like, okay, you know. But that was it. Two out of the whole movie. Mm. And I enjoyed the fuck out of it. And it was really, like, a celebration of his acting career. I will say there were a few times that while I was watching it that I turned to Josh and I was like, I don't know that Jacob could handle this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's unfortunate. I think you should try, but like you have to go into it knowing that it's a fake movie, but they use real Nicolas Cage movies as, and he his name is Nicolas Cage. I know. It's, it's Nick weird. Cage. So it is like they're breaking the barrier, like fourth wall. Yeah. The fourth wall, but like. It's meta, but not. Quite it's meta. meta. But it's not all the way. It's really weird. But if yeah. you can get past that one weirdness, like they act so beautifully together. And there's so many amazing scenes that showcase both of these actors, like incredible talent. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. I would watch it again, actually. I liked it that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. A bromance. It totally is a bromance. Nice. Uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Love it. And then I'm going to recommend y'all donate to the Trevor Project. Yes. Um, recently made a donation myself. Uh, and, you know, they are out there with the mission statement to end suicide among lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people. And their vision is a world where all LGBTQ young people see a bright future for themselves. And I think that says it all, Um, you know, because, you know, those communities are particularly under pressure. I don't think that's an 
understatement. So yeah, just donate what you can. Every little bit helps, right? Like so. I love it. Just recommending that, y'all. So that's awesome. Do what you can. That's great. I've donated to them in the past. Yeah, it's definitely cause cause I believe in. So there you go. My work does like once a year they do matching donations to like your charity. And so they're one of my rotating charities that I donate and then my work will match whatever I donate, which is really cool. Hell yeah. I love that shit. Me too. Good Good stuff. Me too. All right. So that takes care of that. If you have a recommendation of your own that you would like to send our way, you can do so by sending it to our email. Movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. The Movie Connection. All one word. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at KC Schwartz. We've also got a Facebook. Yes, still. I know. I know. And go ahead and head on over to Apple Podcasts if you would be so kind. Give us a little rate and review. That would be most appreciated. Mm-hmm. And now the time has come. The moment you've all been waiting for. Where we assign each other the movies to watch for next week. Yeah. Casey. What Jacob. are you making me watch? <laughs> <coughs> I am making you watch, finally. And I'm fucking excited. One of my favorite comfort movies of all time. Mm, Mama Mia. Here we go again. No, not the sequel. The first one. I know. I I was just saying. Here we go again with the Mama Mia of it all. (laughs) I'm so excited. Yeah, I hear it's fun. It's got Meryl Streep. It's got Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, it's really just like a cheerful, chipper thing. And it makes you want to go to Greece. It's beautiful. James Bond. It's got the King of England. Yes. Yes. That other guy. (laughs) The other dude. Um, Perfect. And then I'm going to have you watch, you know, since we're in a musical mood, I'm going to have you watch Little Shop of Horrors starring Rick Moranis, who went away for so long and is now kind of back. Really? We might be getting that we're they were talking about doing a Honey, I Shrunk the whatever or it was going to be a show hosted by rick moranis where they would be talking about sciencey stuff or something so i love that um i definitely he's like a staple of my childhood because of the honey i shrunk the movies mm -hmm. yeah i'm excited to get back into it this will be very fun all right everybody tune in next week and we will see you then bye take care All physical objects, man-made, all inside, nice the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. So, we are all connected in the great circle of life. <laughs>